Welcome in to The Hustle, the inaugural, the opening Hustle podcast, simulcast live on Twitter at CTBest16, at TopFlightSI, at Drew Martin Betts, and of course at The Hustle Show Pod. We are presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer, a refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva is the perfect drink. For your post-game celebrations as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind. I'm your host, Drew Martin, co-hosting here, CT Betts and Adam Trigger. CT Betts, welcome in, buddy. How you feeling? Drew Martin Betts, great to see you back rejuvenated from vacation. Uh, we were down in Saratoga. You were traveling the world, as always, <laughs> the country. I don't know. It's, uh, it's good to be here. I'm in a room that's like 98 degrees with uh, with no AC at my aunt and uncle's, but I am drinking a Viva, so I am uh, cooling down a little bit. Absolutely, man. It is a good drink to drink when you are feeling a little warm here. And next up, certainly not least, last certainly not least, Adam Trigger. Follow him on Twitter at TopFlightSI. Adam, welcome in, buddy. How are you feeling? I feel great. Uh, Drew, the beach is right there. I'm actually in Virginia. I've been drinking these all week, and I'm kind of on vacation right now. So you're always on vacation. These are amazing. I, I mean, I, they're they're awesome. Grapefruit, second best flavor. I'm out of the best flavor, but that's okay. What do you got there, Drew? Elderberry. Oh yeah, Viva yeah, Elderberry. Yep. Little pink label here. Let's go. I got a watermelon. Get one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I like it, man. This is a this is a good drink for sure, and it's going to help us uh, throughout the show. Not necessarily help us in the handicapping here. And, guys, <laughs> we're going to be breaking down college football, NFL, uh, college basketball when it comes around. Those are the three sports we're focusing in. Also, just sports betting in general, a little off-the-field flair as well. That's what you're going to get here with the Hustle Show Pod. We're going to have guests throughout the season. Today is the inaugural show, so we don't have a guest plan. We also have Kelly Stewart, our good friend, at Kelly in Vegas. Barstool and Wager Talk Zone. Kelly in Vegas joining us for a little updates in terms of uh, odds, what she's seeing there at the Barstool Sportsbook, and anything going on at wagertalk.com. But I guess, um, hey, is there, we can go around here, CT Bets, in terms of just like a little uh, introduction about yourself in terms of people that might not have uh, ever seen you before, buddy. What do you want to get out there? CT Bets 16 on Twitter. I am on Sports Map Radio Wednesday mm-hmm. nights. At Diehards Radio, 8 to 10, we're talking gambling, 8 to 10 Eastern. Uh, Drew Martin Betts is a avid. He leads off guest on the 812 spot. I've been doing that for a little over a year. Um, been gambling probably since I was 16. Started to figure out a little bit of kind of what I was doing when I was like 25 after I went broke uh, probably about five times. So uh, that's my background. Uh, we became friends through Kelly, our all mutual friend, Kelly Stewart. And uh, the three of us been shooting the ship now for a couple of years. And uh, we decided to do this. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to, uh, to finally be with you boys and go live on the Hustle Show Pod. Absolutely. That's that's Sports Map Radio Show Wednesday night, guys. You're going to want to check it out. Just follow them on Twitter at CTBets16 to find out uh, more. What's going on tonight? So uh, just stick around for that. Uh, and Adam, what do you want to get out, buddy? People can find you at wagertalk.com, on Twitter at TopFlightSI. What else would you throw out there about yourself? I would just throw out that I've been doing this for close to 10 years now. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we all met, Drew, I think, 
we first chatted back in like 2014 or 2015. It's been awesome to become friends with you and, and CT and I more recently. I, I pinch it for you occasionally in that leadoff spot on diehards. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, that's actually how Chris and I became such good friends was I, I was, I actually went out and did a show. Um, where were we in a bar? I think we were in yeah. a bar somewhere bar in, in Austin. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. And then we realized we really don't live that far from each other. I'm in upstate New York. Chris is out a little north of Boston, so no, yeah, I can't we just get rid of him, girl. Uh, well, I I had to come down to Virginia after last weekend just to get as far away from you as possible. Yeah, after I'm that, in conversation no. in Saratoga, he comes up to my house. I had to throw him out so my wife didn't kick me out of my own. Yeah, house. but <laughs> it happens. It happens, guys. And hey, we've had a couple uh, what wild nights together with some of the people we just talked about. So <laughs> hey, the off the field flair will be there, and we also want right before we get into the games, guys. Uh, what this this past weekend, Saratoga, the horse races you guys were at. Supposedly, CT Betts was picking some winning horses there with some inside information. Inside information is something you know. It's going to be. I guess we're going to help you out get on some some of the right side of some of these bets throughout the show each week here. But um, speaking towards some of that inside information, CT Betts, what happened in uh Saratoga this past I'm weekend? I'm going to let him go, but listen, okay. Drew, I look for any chance that I possibly can to bust Chris's balls, but yes. I got to give it up. He was as hot as can be at the track on Saturday. I think he rattled off like five winners in a row. If you know anything about horse racing, you know, just banging out winners in, in races at like two to one, three to one, even like, you know, nine to five, like that is really hard to do, oh, yeah. especially at Saratoga, which is one of the harder tracks to it, it's they tend to be open races um well what did you hit five races in a row at one point i mean we were what? we were stacking a little bit on yeah on we, Saturday. we did quite a few in a row that actually drew the the day started off really good so because we get up to the track it's like 11 in the morning and um i know you were on vacation but in our group chat that we have all of us and kelly stewart ariel a bunch of other people um a kid that we have walrus that we're all friends with throws out a tip who uh, works for win bet and says he sees some sharp uh, info or some sharp action on the Rays going Rays, I don't even know who they're playing. I, white Sox. The white Sox. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, all right, my MLB is done. I'm at the track right now. I'm mm -hmm. going to fire, fire in the Rays. And I think in the, like five minutes after it started, Trig says to me, Rays are up four nothing. So I'm yeah, like, they, right, it go. was a, it was a, a game. You didn't even need to check the score. I think they ended up winning nine, nothing or something yeah, like so that. The, so that's the starts off the day. And then um, we hit the first race of the other day because uh, – and I'm going to be completely honest, Drew Martin Betts. I don't know shit about horse racing. <laughs> I know nothing. We were lucky enough. We have a good friend, all of us, Sean Alvarez. I'll give him total props right now. He capped out the entire day. He sent it to all of us. Information was awesome. Uh, between that and the, the little that I do know from my father, who who knew a lot more about horse uh, racing and handicapping than, than I did, I was able to pick us the, the first winner. You got the one and the 1A looped together. The 1A wins. Um, and then we were off to the races. And towards the end of, uh, of the day, I rattled off like four winners in a row. I was pretty much – I hopped on Todd Pletcher – his horses, um, great trainer, and uh, the guy who was riding him, I can't remember who it was, but um, he was riding all Pletcher's horses, and he was winning almost every single race. So I just hopped on his back and said, let's go, horsey ride. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tailing good you know, good information is, is part of this business. And talking about you know the chat that we're all involved with, with Ariel, Kelly, 
uh, the horse as well, a little underground name there. And Benny Nova Scotia. Benny, welcome in, boys. He's uh, watching live here on Twitter at the Hustle Show Pod Twitter. Um, Benny. Yeah, Benny, Benny left the Benny left the track with like, like a, a couple hundred dollar winner. He's back in Canada with a winning ticket. We're gonna have to figure out how to cash it for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> true. We get there, and Uncle Benny's like. I, he's sweating already, and he's like, CT, I need to get into in front of a fan. So I'm like, all right. So we find Uncle Benny, the biggest fan there is at the track. He's just standing in front of it. Just The fan is just going on. And I said, all right, big fella, I'm going to get you a, a beer. Get him a beer. I go start handicapping the races. He said he was good there. He'd, he'd make his way back up to where we were yeah. standing in, in between races. Like 15, every 15 minutes, he had to go back and forth. It was great. It, we were, I mean, it, we were covered in this, like, little, like, kind of special uh, – part of the grandstand that has like its own bar and stuff like that. But it was a thousand degrees. I mean, it was just so, so hot. Like, but yeah, no, it was an awesome time. Uh, the track's always fun. If you, if you're not from the area, if you ever get a chance to make it to Saratoga Springs during track season, it's like, like a, should be a bucket list type thing for a sports fan. Um, especially if you like horse racing, even like a little bit, it's, it's a blast. So we had, we had a good time this weekend. So you got your summer in Saratoga talking about Viva. That is the thing to drink when you're hot. Uh, summer Saratoga, summer wherever you are. And Viva, we're flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life. And we like our drinks with a kick just as we like to live our lives. Shout out to our sponsor, Viva. And, and CT Bats, I'll tell you, this drink is good, man. This right. is going to be a regular for me. I wish it was down in Florida and out in Nevada. When are we getting out west and down south? So I, I talked to the owner this morning, and um, he's hoping to get it out, uh, make a launch in November, and um, it's going to come to the East Coast first, and um, then it's supposed to go into California, Florida. So um, they're getting product made right now. They did a seltzer land um, type tour where, where a bunch of seltzers went in Boston and it was some big festival and the vibe was really good. People love the liquid. It's only 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar. And like you said, Drew, this stuff is delicious. So and easy to drink. Someone asked in the chat when it's coming to California, I imagine that'll be the first place on the West coast. It is right. Probably California. It is. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. The owner lives out in California. Yeah. So, um, that will, it will be launched out there probably in the San Francisco area first. But, but anyway, Drew, just to finish the finish off the day, we forgot to even mention Chris, um, after we hit all the horse races, we had, you know, we're just hanging out. We're back at a casino, which is, which is kind of where we were staying. We're eating dinner. And we just, you know, we just kind of all decided that the Broncos was the play and they won by a million. So it was a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty great yeah, day. It was good, good, good Saturday. And um, I wanted to reiterate the, the kind of like the sharp info that we get. Um, and one of our good buddies, the Walrus um, works in the risk room out there. And um, he gave us the lions earlier in that week, plus six yeah. and a half. And we were, when we were sitting at dinner, I had bet him right when he said to it, move the five, five and a half. I looked at the score and it was like 20, 20 nothing Steelers. Oh, I, Jesus Christ, Walrus. And uh, at the end of the night, I was getting ready to go to bed. I checked the score and sure enough, Walrus in the risk room come through. And uh, I totally that. forgot about that. That's so that we're, we're going to yeah. be giving out that information um, throughout this show that we get from from uh, all these other people, Sean Alvarez, 
Walrus. Um, we have a Kelly. Kelly. Any anyone that's got so, something that you know we we know they win long term. We're gonna try to share as much of that with you because that's really what the 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 only reason we're here is to just try to cash some tickets. Like that's the whole point. So beat the book. Let's yeah. go. Absolutely. Intro to the show here, guys, and also horse joining us live. Russo in the house. So uh, always good to have horse here. Horse Talk about. Here. Yeah, yeah. Information, guys. That's what this uh, business is all about, getting good information. Horse is one of those that uh, could get some good information. And uh, hey, I'm just back from vacation, and we'll get into this a little bit later. My vacation brought me from Vegas to Florida, driving through uh, New Mexico State, Las Cruces, New Mexico, and uh, El Paso, Texas. So I got eyes on two of the teams playing in week zero. It has to do with my best bet for the show. So we'll get into that later. And uh, also got a little uh, good karma, at least in my own mind, of uh, saving a dog from Mexico and bringing her back to Florida. So I feel like the dog might be barking late night on Saturday. But, um, hey, guys, it's time to get in the games. Uh, CT Bets, I know you were looking at some uh, some maybe futures, some totals here, maybe season win totals in college football, also maybe one in the NFL. You want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. This this is the most uh, futures I've, I've ever played uh, before. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've played yeah. eight, eight futures on uh, college football. Um, I'll, I'll rattle them all off at the end of the show, but I'll, I'll just give um, my, my two best ones that um, I like the most. The first one is Boston College over seven. Um, I really like this team. I got in at minus 120. They are juiced up to – it went to seven and a half in some places. Um, it's my, You get minus 140 at seven, minus 157, or seven and a half, 110. I'm locked in at over seven. But, Drew, I love uh, Jeff Halfley, this coach here. Um, he came in, I thought, all things considered last year, did a great job, goes five and five in ACC play, and he had about three spring practices. It was mostly Zooms that he's getting to know these all these players as a first year coach uh he returns nine starters on offense that includes Notre Dame transfer quarterback Phil Jerkovich who I'm very high on I think he's going to be one I think he is one of the healthy one of the best uh quarterbacks in the ACC um they have a they have a true freshman from last year Zay Flowers at wide wide receiver they are loaded at wide receiver they actually get a transfer from Ohio State Jalen Gill um they're going to be very strong on offense and they're, they're good on their return, I think, seven on defense as well. And their schedule is very favorable. <laughs> they're going to start 4-0. There's going to be double-digit favorites in in all four games to start. And the key thing I like about this, Drew Martin Betts, they avoid North Carolina and Miami out of the Coastal Division. Don't have nice. to play them. I actually have them at 9-3 and three on the year. Um, so that's the one that I like the most. I'm going with BC to cash that. Over seven wins, you get the push with the seven. So you get that seven shop around. I like it, CT Bets. Also, two NFL offensive linemen they have on their starting O line, correct? They they do, yeah. yeah. Um, they're they're spo- actually it's supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in the ACC. Yeah. Um, our our good buddy Kenny uh, Kenny White he uh, he really likes this uh, BC offensive line and says that uh, Jerkovic should have plenty of time to find uh, his all star wideout. So. I, I, I like that. And, w- and what I meant by NFL offensive lineman is uh, like Todd McShay in company, uh, Mel Kuyper, projecting them to Here's go pretty problem. early in, in, in the NFL draft. Yep. 
I like it, CT. Bet you what you you want to rattle these off. That was one in the books in terms of BC, or you, should we go I'll, around the I'll, horn I'll here? Give, uh, I'll give one more quick analysis on the the second one, and then I'll just fire off what what I took. My second favorite is Ohio State. There's a lot of people that are actually uh, down on this team this year. Um, I think they graduated eight, they didn't graduate, but eight starters last year went to the pros. Uh, five on defense. Uh, defense is was very mediocre at best last year. Obviously, we saw them get absolutely throttled by Alabama in the national championship. The D is definitely going to be their weakness, Drew Martin Betts. But in my opinion, there's not going to be too many teams that are going to be able to expose this D. And the good news for Ohio State, the teams that are going to be able to expose them are not in the Big Ten. So they got that going for us for them. I took them at the Westgate over 10 and a half wins at minus 140. And I also took them with some offshores over 11 at minus 105. Um, best wide receiver core in the country. Olave, Wilson, Williams. Three of the best wide receivers in the country. Olave wasn't even supposed to come back. I think he wanted to get one more year under his belt, kind of throw up some numbers. Yeah, did they graduate their quarterback? They sure did. But they have C.J. Stroud coming in as a redshirt freshman, and this kid's supposed to be an absolute stud. Uh, I have a very good friend in the Boston bar business who is, grew up with Ryan Day. Ryan Day told him that this is his favorite team he's ever had, and he loves this team. He, this Ryan Day is an absolute lunatic worker and you know he went to work right after they got throttled by Alabama I really like this team uh I think if you could catch 10 and a half and pay the juice go ahead and do it no problem because at worst they're gonna ha have one loss they, they play Penn State at home they do get Oregon the second game of the year that could be a little test for them but it's at home I expect Ohio State to be a 9-10 point favorite uh, they should have no problem winning that game. I really like them to run the table and return back to the um, the college football playoff. I, I like that as well, CT Bets. You know, it's something in college football we've seen is kind of like the strong, getting very, very strong, speaking towards the Alabama, Ohio States of the world. And you're giving yourself one slip-up game. You know, if that was 11 and a half, you know, which we've seen in the past, I tend to stay away from those, especially with a Big Ten or an SEC team. But you're giving yourself a slip up there with the 10 and a half, a little juice towards the over, but I like it. Yeah, 10 and a half, and you get one loss, you cash the ticket. Like mm -hmm. you said, at 11, it gives you, all right, they lose one, you get your money back. You put you you push on the bet. But I expect this team to run the, run the table, and um, I, I have no problem um, taking Ohio State. A lot of people down on them. So Ohio State and BC, those are my two best. I also did bet – I'll throw out um, – this is something sharp that we got uh, a couple months ago. Um, Arkansas under six wins for the entire year, minus 110. That's moved after we all bet it. It's it's five and a half, I believe. Now. I would still take it at five and a half. I'll just throw that in there. I've heard a lot of people, sharp people that still like it under five and a half. Arkansas has the hardest schedule in the entire country. Mm -hmm. um, I also bet um, Adams play at – I won't steal a thunder. Ole Miss over seven and a half. Uh, minus 120. I bet Baylor over five and a half plus 110. Um, like I said, Arkansas under six minus 110. I bet Oregon over nine minus 110. And um, I bet Washington over eight and a half minus 110 as well. All right. Good stuff. I got, I got a lot of action going and we haven't uh, snapped the football yet. So we'll see what happens.
Yeah, really. You're, you're loading up. For, and you, you kind of mentioned it at the top. Like, do you normally go this many, you know, futures or season season longs? Normally, Drew, I, I dial in. I have, you know, lucky enough to get the Kenny White magazines early, the Phil Still mag, magazines early and, and dial in. I usually dial into one or two teams. This year, I, I, I like a bunch. And there there's some good friends that I have in the industry that, that like a bunch of these as well. So, um I like cashing tickets, and I feel like this gives me a good chance to cash them, so I fired. No, good stuff. And uh, yeah. you kind of let in there and to, to, to Ole Miss, uh, Trig. Yeah, take it over, man. Yeah, so I also want to say I, I'm in the same boat as Chris where I've, I've put more futures in than I think I ever have, but I also don't think that's a coincidence because we're coming off of a really strange year, right? Like 2020 college football was just a weird year that had a lot of things that happened that probably would not have happened under normal circumstances. And I think it's, it's sort of created a lot of good betting opportunities because you, you, in my opinion, you almost have to go back and put yourself in 2019 and then look at 2020 and say, was that what was that real? Or was that more of a result of like just the nonsense that was created for, for, college for for college football with covid i mean certain teams just got crippled with covid whereas others were able to sort of get through their season so i think that's created a lot of value in looking into 2021 because it's just i feel like there's more uncertainty and anytime there's uncertainty that means the books have uncertainty and it means if you're if you're able to really like you know, dig in. And if you are, if you can be kind of sharp to things, there's, there's going to be value. Um, my favorite season win total I've been on, I've, I've talked about this a bunch, so I'm not going to spend a ton, ton of time on it. Um, I really like Ole Miss over seven and a half wins. The reason I like it so much is I think, I think they've got a four and O pretty much guaranteed in the non-conference uh, opening weekend, Labor Day weekend, they play Louisville. This, it's already moved from like seven and a half up to nine and a half. Um, that game is on a neutral at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. If they get through that game, their other three non-conference games, Austin P, Tulane, and uh, Liberty should all be wins. And if you also look at their schedule, they only played four true road games all season. One of them is Alabama, so I'm just going to give them a loss right there. The other three are pretty win- are, are winnable in my opinion, and they also get Arkansas and Vandy at home. We just talked about fading Arkansas on the season win total under. So uh, the way I look at Ole Miss's schedule, if I get four wins in the non-conference, they could be double-digit favorites against Arkansas and Vandy. You've already got six wins, and you, o- you only need eight to cash this ticket. Um, the o- the uh, Texas A&M game and the LSU game are both at home. I think there's a good chance Ole Miss is favored in that game against LSU. And I think they're going to have a chance against Texas A&M. So really, I only I only see one game on their schedule that I can really say, yeah, they're probably going to lose, and that would be on the road at Alabama. Uh, but even the road games outside of the Alabama game, you've got Tennessee, Auburn, and Mississippi State. Those are all those are all very competitive, winnable games. If the six, I can pretty much, I'm willing to say that I can just about guarantee Ole Miss wins the, those six games I mentioned. I think I'm going to go two and four at worst in the other six games, and that gets us to eight, and that cashes that ticket. So that's that's my favorite season win total um, so far. I actually bet something earlier that I want to talk about. Um, it's also in the SEC, and I found sort of a, a what I think is a rogue number 
But I also think this is up some places. And I, I just think if you can find this, you got to bet it right away. Um, so I like jo- I, I took Georgia to win the national championship this year. And I've got some reasoning why. But also, there's still eight to ones out there. I got an eight to one at Bet Rivers earlier. So I'm, I'm from Schenectady, New York. We have sports betting in the state of New York. Uh, it's got to be, it's brick and mortar though. So we, we don't have betting on the mobile apps yet. Um, so, but I will tell you when I found eight to one at that river still, I had one of my buddies go down and, and put that in because I've seen it. Chris, what did you say you saw Georgia at earlier? Some places one before we started doing the show. Yeah. I think you even there was a plus four eighty out there. I think most books have it probably plus five fifty. Um, but if you can find, I mean, seven, eight to one on Georgia to win the whole thing, I think you're getting a little bit of a discount on Georgia because of something that drew something that you guys both brought up earlier, where the the rich have gotten so rich in college football, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, that you know it's almost like if you're willing to oppose them in any fashion, you're going to find some value. And in this case. I think because Georgia is also in the SEC and because Alabama is number one, that you instantly get a little bit of a discount if you like Georgia in the in the national championship market. So here's just how I here, here's how I think this plays out, and here's why I think eight to one is just a ridiculous number. Even seven to one, six to one, it is just a ridiculous number on Georgia. If you look at their schedule, and I just want to make sure I have the schedule in front of me, they open up next weekend. Uh, they're playing Clemson on a neutral field in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's obviously a tough game. We know that's going to be a tough game, right? Like they're, Clemson's going to be – well, they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. Theoretically, the last game of Georgia's season, if they're going to go to the CFP, is probably going to be Alabama on a neutral field in the SEC championship game. Okay? Like let's just assume that if Georgia comes out of the SEC East, let's assume it's Bama out of the SEC West – and they're going to get a crack at Alabama on a neutral field SEC title game. Everything in between those two games is is almost like I I, I could be Georgia's probably going to win every other game. I mean, they look at you want to talk about Arkansas playing a really tough schedule. Georgia, no Alabama on their regular season schedule, no LSU, no Texas AM, no Ole Miss. No Ole Miss, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They play Florida. In, on a neutral, right? That's in Jacksonville, cocktail party. That's going to be a neutral. Um, I don't know that I see another game that Georgia's not favored in in the rest because I'm, I'm going to assume that Georgia's going to be a favorite in that cocktail party game. And then maybe you could make a case like, okay, like it'll be a weird line when they're on the road at Auburn, but I still think they'll be favored there. So here's here's what I here's kind of my theory on this. You've got two cracks at like, a massive win on a neutral field. You got, I mean, if they come out and beat Clemson week one, which they very well could, they're probably, I mean, they're number five right now, Clemson's three. They're probably either one or two if they win that game. If they lose that game, I just, I don't think it kills them because it's so early in the season that like they could probably rattle off wins the rest of the way. And they're still, they're still in the SEC title game again on a neutral field, which is a big deal because obviously it would be if, if there was road games in there, I'd weight that differently. I just think I have two shots. Here's my theory. I've got two chances to get a big win with Georgia on a neutral, either the Clemson game or the SEC title game. I think if they win one of those games, they're in the CFP. And I think if that, if, if you get to the CFP with Georgia at eight to one 
or even seven to one or even six to one, you, you can over. you can maneuver. You can probably make money. You might be you might be sitting there with six or seven to one um, with Georgia favored in the semifinal game. And there's going to be ways for you to get out of that ahead. So I just think if you can find a, a, a number that good on Georgia, I think there's such a good chance they make the CFP that you can you'll have chances to, to get out of it ahead, no matter what, it, you know, you could decide to ride it out or you could probably get creative and, and lock yourself some profit in there. I like it, Dre. And, and, you know, it brings up the the question that I always ask myself when I'm, when I'm betting a future, which actually I don't do a lot of. And, and I know you guys know, like CT bets, it sounds like you're doing um, a lot of, or not, it sounds like it, it, you are doing a lot of season win totals where it's minus 110 marketplace. The futures market, as I know you know, Adam, it, it, it kind of costs more to make your bet. Yeah. And therefore, I usually, when I do, like you, it's very, very not often am I doing it in terms of volume. So you want to try to make sure of that. But do you actually look to hedge? You know, kind of the, the thought hedging is for gardeners. Or are you going to let it ride all the way through? So, Drew, I, I like that you brought that up. I'm very, I will rarely, you know, every... I'll usually sort of target in on one team. I did it in baseball with the Blue Jays. And like, there, I don't bet a ton of, of futures like to win the whole thing type things because I think the hold is too high. But I do think if you get a rogue number ever, you, you should just take it and then worry about it later, right? Like if you, if you know you can just, you know, like earlier today, like I was able to get eight to one. If it's like five to one everywhere else, I just, I feel like sometimes you just kind of have to take a good number and then figure it, figure it out later. In this case, it, the college football playoff gives you like a unique opportunity to potentially either hedge. Like, like let me get throw throw this scenario out there. Like you might be able to like semi hedge, right? Like Georgia, who knows? Like, I mean, if they win that Clemson game, they, they could get, you might have Georgia eight to one. You might get to the college football playoff. They might be a, a five point favorite in the semifinal game. So you could come back on the other side, take the plus five and have a chance to, you know, you're still hedging like against yourself to potentially make money. Georgia wins by four. Now you've already made, you hit your hedge and you still have your ticket live. So I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm not huge on hedging, but I will like, if, if it were, I, I can't make, I can't give you a good opinion on a game that's going to happen in January now. So like if my opinion changes, by January, or I think the other side is, is sharp. Like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go against the, the original bet. If I just, if I think that it's the right thing to do, am I ever going to do it just to be like, Oh, I, I want to make sure I don't lose. Probably not. But I'm, I'm, you know, if I make a, a bet three months ago, like things can change. And if that game rolls around and I'm not as high on Georgia, yeah, I, I would, I can go the other way and at least hopefully get out with, you know, take something home out of it. So I'm not, I, I, temp, I typically don't go in with the, um, with the mindset of if I'm going to hedge, but I guess if, if, you know, if the situation dictates it, I'll, I'll do it, but it's really like Makes a case sense. by case basis. Makes sense. And yeah. uh, CT bets, anything quick there before I get into my, uh, my college football. I was just going to add in drew. We're on our way. <laughs> this is off the cuff a little. We're on our way to Saratoga in the car. I said the trick, trick. I'm going to ask you a yes or no question right now. And I want yes or no. I do not want any other word. Drew, I asked him the question. He goes, no way. Well, CT, well, no, 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 he couldn't do it. Drew. 
Yeah, uh, I'm a little long. I'm a little long winded, but hey, we got you know. We love we you, got, though, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you can admit it, that's a big part of life, you know. And uh, oh, no, yeah. we do love you, Trig. And uh, we got Val Thur one four one Mama Thurston watching. Wow. So welcome Thank in, you. Val. She's Drew Martin's biggest fan. Oh, Drew she's uh, she's one of the greatest people walking the face of the planet, as far as I'm concerned here. And uh, good family there from CT Bets. But guys, I wanted to throw out one uh, season win total that I got. Another one that I'm debating, interested in your guys' opinion here. The first one is Miami Hurricanes, under nine wins. Kind of something similar to you were talking about, CT Bets, in terms of uh, Arkansas in the SEC West and just betting they're under a lot, of, a lot to do with their schedule. I have the same thing here with the Miami Hurricanes. I'm one to think that the ACC is actually going to be a lot better than a lot of people think this year, especially the middle of the pack, you know, the pits, the uh, Virginia Techs, the Georgia Techs, the North Carolinas of the world. And when you look down the Miami Hurricanes schedule here, they went eight and three last season uh, under Manny Diaz. I love the whole, you know, uh, turnover chain he put on as a defensive coordinator, but I don't want to run too, too long here. When you look at their schedule, they start off with Alabama. So their season win total is nine. Right. That means that let's let they're going to have to run off 10 of 11 games to cash this over ticket after that first week. And when you look at their out of conference, two of them outside of Alabama are App State and Michigan State. It's not like I'm saying confidently they'll go 2-0 and in those games. They could very well split one of those. App State's a great Sunbelt team. And Sparty there from the Big Ten, I'd look for them to bounce back. And then when you go down their SEC schedule, they got Virginia on a short week. They got at North Carolina, NC State, at Pittsburgh – the weekend of Halloween, you're getting a bunch of – this is a sharp angle I, I really look for. Miami Hurricanes, what do they have? They have a lot of Broward, Dade, and Palm Beach recruits. Those are kids that played high school football. Likely none of them played a game under under 60 degrees, yeah. at least under 50 degrees. It just doesn't get cold south of Orlando. Now you're asking them to go up to Pittsburgh and play a game. They got Georgia Tech. That Georgia Tech-Miami rivalry, that goes both ways. They got at Florida State in November, another game that could be cold there up in North Florida, Virginia Tech, and then at Duke again. We've seen Miami quit a bunch of times at Duke in the past. I, I like this under nine Miami Hurricanes game. They've lost a lot on the defensive front. You got a – look, I get it. The offensive coordinator, Rhett Lashley, the Gus Malzahn disciple, with the mobile quarterback and Deshaun Ke – Derek King at quarterback. It's a great, sexy kind of mix there, quarterback, offensive coordinator. But the fact is, the last time he played football, he was limping off the field with a knee injury. He had surgery in the offseason. Are we getting 100% Derek King? I really don't know. I'm betting on the no, at least not 100%, guys. So I really like this Miami Hurricanes uh, total, talking about season win total under nine that's my best uh season win total bet and actually the only one that i bet as of right now personally what do you think there drew i kind of like that i totally missed this one i uh now that i'm looking at it right now myself and i was gonna say the same thing king what with that was the bowl game he got absolutely annihilated right mm -hmm. carried off the field i forget who they were playing but i was just gonna say king is very fragile yeah and I, that's season surgery yeah and i'm looking at the schedule right now too uh, our good buddy Kenny White has him projected 7.8 wins. Looks like I'm going to have nine season total uh, plays on the <laughs> That's all I, all I have to add is, like, if King goes down, which we know is, you know, There's he's two. had some injury in his, in, in injuries in his career, 
I mean, they're not winning nine games. If, yeah. if he goes down and if it's if it's early in the year, they're they're not going to win nine games. Drew, what's That's, the juice on that now? Um, it said it was nine and a half minus one twenty five on the over when it opened. Yeah, on the over, that was it. And I was mad at myself for getting that and missing that nine and a half. But nine, it was even money when I bet it. I'm not sure what it's at actually right. Gotcha. This yeah. Second. That's, but, uh, I mean, when you bring that up and I'm looking at the schedule right now, I don't mind that play at all. Yeah, I'll pull it up as we're uh, talking about the uh, next set of games here as we uh, got our show here, the, the Hustle Pod, the opening Hustle Pod, as we're uh, going to have best bets coming up, guys, presented by Viva. Our flavors pair perfectly with our artisanal Blanco tequila for our subtle and refreshing drinks. Our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Viva up. Absolutely, guys. I can... Uh, Tell you from personal drinking experience, this is a good drink. Check it out when it comes to a uh, store near you. Uh, CT bets. We're talking about NFL. Uh, do do we want to talk about that on this show or wait until next yeah, let's, Wednesday? Let's wait until next year. We'll or next year, next week. We'll touch on uh, NFL. We'll just kind of dial in on uh, college football here, and let's let's just go right into uh, week zero, should we? All right, week zero. This uh, has to do with the other. Season win total bet, I was thinking. And, of course, guys, when we're talking week zero, we got four college football FBS versus FBS games this Saturday. Talking about, uh, what, August 28th here. We got Nebraska at Illinois, UConn versus Fresno State, Hawaii, UCLA, and UTEP, New Mexico in the nightcap. CT bets, do you have any action right now on week zero college football? So I don't yet, but there is a game that I'm looking at. I'm not sure if I'm going to get the window on it yet. And it's the first game. It's Nebraska laying seven at Illinois. Um, Scott Frost, this is his fourth year. Uh, he's got a record of 12 and 20 overall and nine and 17 in the Big Ten. Uh, talk about a disappointment he's been for the Cornhusker fans and the university. Um, although this will probably be, I say probably, who knows, this is probably going to be the best team he's had so far. He returns, I think, seven on offense, and the defense returns 10. So they, they could be a lot stronger on, on uh, overall and especially on defense. But I'm just not sure that I could lay seven on the road with Scott Frost in the opener. And I know, don't get me wrong, Illinois has been a total disaster. Lovey Smith, I mean, it, it, it wasn't good. But he doesn't leave them with, with nothing. He leaves them with nine starters on both sides, actually. And uh, everybody's kind of down on this team. Everybody's kind of got them last in the, in the division. Um, but they returned their quarterback, Brandon Peters. He was out last year. They were on, like, their fourth-string quarterback, yeah. actually, the second half of the year. Um, this was one I had on my long list for totals, but I did not play it because I had to cut the list. I actually kind of liked them over three-and-a-half, minus 120. Um, but I didn't take it. I was leaning towards Illinois uh, plus seven uh, this game. I haven't taken anything yet. Uh, a good buddy of ours, Walrus, said that he's seen some sharp action on Illinois, getting some uh, getting some tickets there. Haven't got there yet, but obviously, who are we kidding? This is uh, week zero, the first college football game. We haven't had any action on football in a while. I might get to the window and uh, – take them for a half a unit, but haven't decided yet, Drew. That would be the only play, if any. 
That's what you look at. Yeah, we only got four games. It's kind of like an appetizer. Week zero is the way I look at it. You know, you, you just maybe touch a little bit here and there as we uh, it looks like we lost Adam Trigger, but hopefully right. he'll be able to get back in. You know, maybe he paid his power bill. Maybe he didn't there. I don't know. He's, Probably not. No, he, he was telling me, he was telling us before we started CT bets, uh, you know, should we have the ocean in the background or not? I'm pretty sure he paid his power bill. <laughs> he gives us a synopsis on everything. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I, I mean, look, like, like CT bets was alluding to, I'm probably going to end up betting. I was thinking about going degenerate on all of these games and I, I still might for a, for a small bit just to have some, uh, action while I'm watching Nebraska, Illinois here. Like you talked about, I mean, Scott Frost going to Nebraska, CT Betts, do you think he ever loses sleep thinking about what could have been if he stayed in Orlando with UCF? Because he's the one that got that ball rolling and then he jets up north and never heard of again. Yeah, and I know you're a big Florida guy and you're dialed into Central Florida. Like, he's got to be losing sleep. Like, what are you doing? You had that team. You built them up to a, a legit powerhouse in that conference and – you know, the whole country's talking about that team, blowing teams out. And yeah. then you go to Nebraska and you've just been nothing. Yeah. Like, literally a dumpster fire. So, yeah, he's got to be losing sleep. I, I mean, I, I think so, too, especially seeing, like, Gus Malzahn take that job now. And I don't That's know. just the, Yeah, I mean, just the talent overall he would have had down there. But, hey, it is what it is. Hopefully he can turn his – it's his alma mater. I mean, you know, money talks. I'm sure Nebraska paid him more than UCF. Although UCF's kind of climbing the scale now. I'm sure they could pay uh, a little bit if they really wanted to. But either way, I just wanted to bring that up. UConn-Fresno State, I think that's a real tough one, especially laying four touchdowns. That's the only way I would look. It's not like I'm betting UConn. UConn, Um, yeah. I mean, they've been – talk about a dumpster fire. They've been atrocious the past five, six years as well. Yeah, they, they've been pretty bad. And then Hawaii, UCLA, this one's a good one. I, I, I like the Rainbow Warriors. I, I'll tell you this. I'm only going to be betting this towards the Rainbow Warriors. And I know a lot of people like the Bruins and what Chip Kelly was able to do as we get Adam Trigger back in. But any opinion uh, on that one, CT Betts? I'm actually with you, uh, Drew Martin Betts. I took a look at that game and I said, that's going to be either the Rainbows or nothing for me. Uh, yeah. I think the line's 18 right now. I think that's a lot of points. First game of the year. Hawaii, as we know, over the years can obviously put the, the ball in the end zone. So um, I haven't decided yet, Drew. We'll see what happens on Saturday when we we might get into full degenerate style. But obviously, we're not we're not betting huge on the on these games in Week Zero. We're kind of getting uh, the feel for it. But we'll we'll see what happens. That's either rainbows or pass for me. Okay, and I think we got uh, Adam Trigger back. Yeah. Unfortunately, not with the ocean view, though, Adam. I know. Well, before I rudely got kicked off, I really don't know what happened there. But I'm back. And, um, uh, you know, this goes against this. We got to have a little disagreement here. And this goes against just about everything I stand for betting. Um, there's a big – so that Illinois game was like nine and a half. It's down to seven. I like – I hate laying points. I almost never bet in the line moves. I probably won't bet this, but if that goes any lower, like I, I, I'm, go, I'm, it's I kind of like Nebraska. Like if if it, if that were to go down to like six and a half, uh, I don't know. I just uh, Illinois is just so bad. Like I I and and then Nebraska needs to kind of make a point. Like Nebraska's Chris was talking about it. They've just underachieved so much under Frost that like this is. There's probably no way I actually like bet this or you know maybe i throw some pizza money on it because it's like the first competitive college football game of the year 
Uh, I kind of leaned. Uh, I would lay the seven with Nebraska. If I absolutely had to bet that game, I haven't bet anything else week zero so far. But if I had to bet that game, I think I'd lay it at just because like I'm getting such a better number and it's the way I leaned initially. You know, I just, I, I don't know what's moving that number so much. I know you said, Wally said he said some, some, saw some sharp money on Illinois, but like, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Well, ha- it's like, we'll probably watch it because it's the first college football game of the season, but. And that, yeah. and I think, I think that's something that we should, we should talk about too. We're not going to, three of us are not going to sit here week in and week out and tell you that we all love the same side every yeah. single week. Like, the good thing that you're going to get out of us is we're pretty all well dialed in and there's going to be games that Drew Martin Betts and Trigg might be on one side and I might be on the other. So um, we're just trying to provide you with some information and, um, you know, the best information possible. And then you kind of make an educated decision um, based on that. Go from there. Well said, CT Betts. And guys, if you're wondering if this Viva drink is good, you saw me open it. (laughs) One is down. done. Two is about to come, and we're changing colors here to the grapefruit as uh, we get closer to to best bets. And shout out to our sponsor, Viva Viva Tequila Seltzer, refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar. And that's important, guys, zero sugar, because you talk about the hangover the next day. Uh, This isn't my first rodeo. It matters how much sugar is in there. Zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva is the perfect drink for your post-game celebration as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind. CT bets, number two's being open. Yeah. Let's go, Drew Martin bets. Let's go. <laughs> they're really like I they're so I mean, they're so good. I that's all I have to say. Zero Especially sugar, Drew too, like working in the, I the see, industry. It's hard to make something mm-hmm. uh that tastes good with no sugar. Yeah. Just throw that out there. I see Chris hoarded all the watermelons. I, you know, I wondered why I had one watermelon. He's over there cracking watermelon. Cause that's like it. I mean, that's like probably, I don't know. I think there's a, I think there's a clear hierarchy of the flavors. I figured it out at this point. Watermelon's either one or two. The owner, I, the what, owner is getting some product together and sending it out to yeah. us. I, I'm, I need more product. That's oh, all I need, need more product. Yeah. I told them we're getting it Drew Martin. <laughs> All right, good, good. Because I, I was going to say, we need more product. The, the shipment you got me, they don't sell it in Florida. They don't sell it in Las Vegas yet. I'm, I'm worried I'm going to run through this before our next show here. CT I'm going to take care of the boys. Don't worry. We're, we're going to have plenty. <laughs> All right, boys. And, uh, hey, we're getting up against it. You know, jam-filled here with uh, content and uh, picks, talking about this upcoming college football season. We got NFL next week. We've got our friend Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas joining us as well. We'll have guests throughout the year, Ariel Epstein, uh, heck, Benny Nova Scotia, horse, who knows where yeah, we're going with this. I think uh, the prop queen might make an appearance next week. We'll, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. It still remains to be seen, but uh, best bets coming up. Do you guys uh, want to head there now? Because my best bet, where I'm going with week zero action, is my best bet. But did you guys want to throw out anything before we get there? I mean, the the, the people want a week zero picture, so you should, you should give that to them right now, in my opinion. All right, guys. Here we go. We got tens across the board in the nightcap for week zero. UTEP at New Mexico State. Go research it right now. UTEP versus New Mexico State. New Mexico State versus UTEP. Battle of I-10. Pick or prediction. You're going to see a lot of positives towards UTEP, the Miners. Look, I could be wrong. I got eyes on both of these two teams practice-wise. Me, my dog, my girlfriend running around there in the stadium. (laughs) 
the 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 gate was left opened at New Mexico State. We walked in on the field. It was a lot of fun. But I'll tell you this, you know, talking to some of the guys because they were walking through and it was like, oh, man, you know, you can't talk to them. You're into gambling. I'm like, they don't know that. You know, we're going to just see how they feel here. You know, how do you guys feel about the season? These New Mexico State players, first of all, they're looking big. Second of all, they're like, be here on the 28th. It's going down. A couple of them were talking about going bowling. This is a team that's projected (laughs) to win one and a half games this season. At first, I was taken back from it. But the confidence was there. Doug Martin's got these boys playing. I'm telling you, CT Betts. I'm telling you, Adam Trigger. They were 1-1 one one last year in an FCS-only schedule. This is their first home game in over 600 days. Watch out. On Saturday night, the home dog is barking. I bet them personally, plus 10. You could also get them plus 300 on the money line. Of course, that's risking 100 bucks to win 300 And look, they're not returning a lot. Uh, the they're big up front, though. They got the old Miss, old Ole Miss center there. They got two quarterbacks likely going to rotate in. Um, and look, they look good. They got uh, Juco transfers on the outside. It's a lot of names that nobody's going to know, but they're going up against UTEP here. UTEP hasn't been good for a long time. And I know a lot of people talking about, oh, Dana Dimmel's fifth year, they're getting better. I don't know. I didn't see it with my eyes in terms of looking at the athletes and signing them up. I, I, I thought that uh, New Mexico State looked all the same as UTEP, plus the fact they're 3-0, and both straight up and ATS, in the Battle of I-10, talking about New Mexico State here. So they've kind of had their number, getting 10 points. My best bet for the show is the New Mexico State Aggies in the last game of Week 0, Saturday night, 9.30 Eastern. New Mexico State plus 10 for my best bet. Throw it over to you, CT Bets, man. Where are you going for best bets, buddy? That's 9.30 Eastern when Uncle Benny's pouring his second bottle of wine, turning <laughs> it on, start yelling at the TV. I like it too, Martin Betts. I'm actually going with the total here. Uh, I bet it this morning. I like the under 68.5 of the Hawaii-UCLA game. Uh, everybody screams, all right, first, first game of the year, Hawaii's playing UCLA. Points, 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 points. I don't think it's going to be that high score of a game this year. These players haven't played so obviously like Trigg said at the beginning of the year. Last year was a very weird year. These players ha- still haven't really got all the practice that, that they've been used to. It's a lot of been Zoom still, stuff like that. I think there's still going to be a little rust. Both these teams, I like the under 68 and a half, fade the public, cash the under. That's my best bet of the show. Under. Yeah, I like it. You know, defense usually ahead of offense earlier in the year. Uh, first game up there. I like where you're going with that, CT Bets. Adam Trigger at Top Flight SI. Where are you going for best bets, buddy? So, like I said, I, I didn't bet anything week zero yet. The I do lean Nebraska. I'm going to go to – I'm going to go to week one. Now, I probably won't come back and, and act, like, give this out as an official play at this number, but I still think there's some value, and I think – where it sits in the week one schedule, you might be able to do something with it. I think Ole Miss is going to hammer Louisville. It's the Monday night game. It's Labor Day. Last now, game. it's the last. So it's the last game of week one on Labor Day. It's a standalone game, neutral field in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I, I love this Ole Miss team. I think Lane Kippen, you know, they, they return 80% of their starters, basically, and it's, it's roughly split on both sides of the ball. So you've got about 75% of the offense back, 75% roughly of the defense back. Um, their quarterback 
is is probably I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the SEC, uh, Matt Corral, but he's in he that. Is. Could be. Well, CT Betts thinks he is. I think. He but is. Uh, in uh in uh that system, he might be the most productive. He he's probably going to have the most impressive season because of the the system that he's in. I, I feel like this Ole Miss team, like they okay, so they beat Indiana in a bowl game last year, and they started to. I feel like they peaked toward the end of the season. Obviously, their, signa- their their sort of signature result of last season was beating that Indiana team, which was definitely one of the high. I, I want to say they might have been eleven or twelve at the time. So you you come off a win like that, you have all these guys back. Um, I just the the Ole Miss offense is obviously going to be their calling card. Lane Kiffin's going to want to he, he'll run it, he'll run it right up too, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I would like this a while back was minus seven and a half. Um, you're not going to get that now. You're probably going to have to lay nine or nine and a half. So, but for for just argument's sake, right now, and giving out like a a, a week one best bet right now, um, I would still lay it with Ole Miss. I think they might bury Louisville. I, Louisville is down, in my opinion. So, I, I th- that team is not uh, of the ACC teams we kind of talked about. Like Louisville would be a fade for me. Um, so, just going into the season. I really like Ole Miss. Uh, I've been talking about how much I like Ole Miss for weeks now, and I think Lane Kiffin will want to make a statement in that sort of standalone national TV game. I don't think I don't think it's a, a coincidence that it's moved the way it's moved. Uh, I think anything under ten, you can probably lay it, and you're probably going to cash a ticket on that in that opening game. I think Ole Miss might run them out of the uh, out of the arena. So, all right. Ole Miss nine and a half, guys. Hey, maybe by next Wednesday, the next show here, that might be 10. So might want to get into uh, – Yeah, I think it's going to be – based on how it's moved so far, that I feel like it's definitely going to hit 10. So I would would fire it now if you want want action on Ole Miss. So hottie toddy, minus the nine and a half. And talking about – you mentioned it there, Adam. um, In terms of their head coach, Lane Kiffin, he's one that – he'll go pedal to the metal. He'll, He'll run it up. Oh, and yeah. we've seen that in the past. He's even mentioned, you know, point spreads in it's on Twitter and stuff. So. Yeah, and this and this isn't a game that's just mixed in with opening Saturday. I mean, this is the game on Monday night on Labor Day weekend. I mean, it's a stand. It's going to be a standalone game in a huge, very visible time slot. And I think Ole Miss and, and more importantly, Lane Kiffin is going to want to make a statement. Um, I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas. I I, I, I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if it was something like. Uh, you know, they put up 50 plus and Louisville's in the, the 20s or the third. Like, it could be that lopsided, in my opinion. Like it. Right. CT bets. We're up against the time wise, man. But final thoughts for the show before we shut this down? Final thoughts is uh, this is this has been great. I'm glad we put this together. We're going to be here every single week giving you guys great info. And the good news is that if you miss us live, Drew, you're going to be able to get us again at another point in time, correct? Where are we going to be outlitted on? Um, where everybody could catch us. Yeah, it, it, this is podcast, guys. I mean, we appreciate everybody kind of joining us live here on Twitter. But yeah, the Hustle Podcast is where this is going to live. So we're going live on each of our Twitters at CTBets16, uh, at Top Flight SI, at The Hustle Show Pat, Pod, and at Drew Martin Bets. But yeah, meant for it. You know, listen anytime you want, wherever you search your podcast, The Hustle Podcast, CTBets. And look for us to be making uh, a lot more fun of Trey on his long-winded answers. Drew Martin Betts and I will be here all year doing that. Yes, we will. As we uh, throw it over to Adam Trigger for quick final thoughts, Adam. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to do this every week. And, you know, yeah, you're going to – 
it, it, I'll, I'll try to cut it down, but it, it's hard. When <laughs> I get good. going, when I get going, I just, you know, I can't stop. So, Oh, great job, boys. Love it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Good start here. Appreciate everybody joining us as well. Uh, the Hustle Podcast. My final thoughts are this drink is really good here. I need, a, I need another one. I'm, to I, this, I, to this in November. It will be there, and uh, I'll have you boys uh, filled up for sure. Our flavors pair perfectly with the artisanal Blanco tequila for our subtle and refreshing drinks. That is Viva. It is for real, guys. It is good. Our belief is to live long, live well, live it up, Viva up. Check it out, guys. Store near you. Coming soon for CT Bets. Adam Trigger. I am Drew Martin. We'll be back next week. Come back and join us wherever you download your podcast at The Hustle Podcast. Best of luck with your bets until then. Thanks for tuning in.